Um, what is your favorite thing to teach? My favorite thing to teach is probably at this point with the students I've had and how far they've gotten is uh, the gin training. Uh, I'm sorry, say that again, Daniel. The what? The 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 gin gin training. Like, let's say I'm working with a new student on the first day. I almost always work with them on heavy gin or doing rise and fall with light and heavy and normal and getting them to feel the differences. Um, yeah. And then when the student, after a few sessions, they think they've got it, you know, they can do it in their arms and it's, uh, they're like, it's a good exercise workout. Okay, now we're going to do it with the whole body. Okay, now we're going to make it even heavier. Now we're going to make it even heavier than that. Now we're going to do it, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I want you to hit my arm and then I'm going to make my arm heavy and you hit me. Okay, you feel that now it can be used for defense. Here's the offense side. Here's the health side. And there's so many different sides to each gin that when I teach, uh, let's say a new one, like, okay, I'm going to teach waving today. Let's just do the health aspect of waving. And they like it and they think it looks cool on the form and it helps them have this flow. Well, great. Now there's an offensive side to it. Now there's a defensive side to it. Now there's another kind of health side to it that's different than just loosening up. There's actually being able to find that tension and wave it outside of you and uh, there's more than one kind of waving. There's waving like an ocean. There's waving like a tree in the wind. There's waving, you know, so many different levels to it that every time I explain one slight difference or one new level to a student, the look on their face and, and they're, they have like this mind blown kind of expression. They're like, whoa, you can do that too. And it's so consistent that I'm like, oh, I like that feeling. What is your favorite thing to practice and why? Uh, my favorite thing to practice is stacking those different gin patterns together, uh, not just doing one or two at a time, but trying to stack as many as you can. I feel it's really good training for your yi and your ting to be able to feel all of those different energetic qualities happening at the same time and the effects that it can give you in push hands or when sparring with the student a little bit, you know, like, okay, let's turn everything on just a little bit, uh, see, see the effect that goes. Would you say that in your private classes that, uh, since that's mostly what you've got right now and or your small group, that you're getting push hands practice, internal push hand, clear internal push hands practice almost every class or is that the primary thing being taught with the other things being put through it or how's your structure for things right now? Um, it's definitely not the primary thing being taught with most classes uh, due to the students goals, uh, which are mostly focused on health. I do have one student that we dedicate, give or take 20 minutes of our hour long class to push hands every time. And he loves that. Um, hoping to get them to go to your workshop uh, coming up soon or host you coming here for that. I want him to get to pushing with other people, most of all. Um, but uh, I did tell, once I told him that this is the number one way to build up those internal skills, he, he got all committed for it. And now that he's built up to a certain level of skill and he's feeling more confident at it, he, he loves it. 
It's a little cool. rough at first because he didn't like getting pushed around considering he, he's twice my size. Uh-huh. But uh, now he's having a lot more fun with it. Cool. Yeah, and you have you have it so that if somebody came to you for private lessons, they could do the push hands. Um, is it? It's probably too hot during the summer in Phoenix to really have a meetup anywhere. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, no one wants to do push hands in 112 degree weather. Yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so those once once fall real uh, when does fall happen there? February. Fall happens, uh, give or take, the first week of uh, November. Okay. So then you may have some meetups that you can schedule in the winter time. Yeah, starting in October, I'm planning on doing a lot more open classes at parks, so with a lot more push hands, um, more so just uh, to to get it to spread more, um, just to get uh, everyone to understand what it is more. Cool. You, you know what I'm saying, even if I'm stumbling yeah. with my words. Yeah, get playing, get, get, get to feel some of the stuff, and then knowing, and then picking up some education so that they get what it's about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I've got Fagong Qigong healing work. Do you have healing modalities, massage, Reiki, or anything like that? Um, what else do you have that you do in the way of uh, healing stuff along with the Fagong Qigong? Um, I like to add in different kinds of applied kinesiology. Um, different muscle testing just to show people uh, how the energy can be turned on and off with that. Um, Whether it be someone's diet, like, hey, here, your muscle is strong. You say you can't have this food. Let's put it next to your liver and stomach. Oh, look, it's weaker. So that's right. Or maybe that's wrong. Um, Doing the same thing with showing them a before and after effect uh, with a fogging session and healing them that way getting them to see how the nervous system is obviously at a stronger place, a stronger way to heal, which will help them with being able to heal in the long run well after the session is over. Cool. If somebody wanted to schedule, uh, my read on this is, is they're not, don't have anywhere you're keeping regular hours for the Fogong uh, and Qigong work. And so how and when do you, do you do the Qigong healing or if somebody wanted to get a session from you on that? um what would they do uh just like with the private classes uh i'll schedule it at the student or client's convenience they just have to give me a call and we'll set up an initial session where i'll kind of gauge what the overall problem is and what i feel i can do for it and give them sort of a consultation on that and your phone number is on your website that is correct and the website is phoenixinternalarts.com Folks, is there anything else that I've got other questions here for him, but is there anything we covered quite a bit of ground there? Is there anything that anybody's got a question about or wants to elaborate on or what about this or that or anything? If I could just throw in just one comment from meeting Daniel, and I, I think it's amazing. Most of the other guys on the, you know, on this podcast, got started in Tai Chi later in life. And 
I think it's great that Daniel has taken such a great interest from such a young age. And, you know, he's, he's really, he's really got a lot going on there. Yeah, and I Thanks. just wanted to uh, compliment uh, your teaching uh, at the gathering that we just had. Um, the way you uh, showed wave with the ropes tied to the chair and whatever was very inventive, really, really nice. Uh, and it's so neat to take our uh, Seafood Clears curriculum and find really unique ways to, to show it and, and get it to click with people. So uh, awesome. Thank you both. I appreciate that. Hi, you're on mute. This has absolutely nothing to do with Daniel's martial arts skill. I think they speak for themselves, but I was impressed enough with him as a person. I wanted to introduce him to my daughter. That's how I felt about him. <laughs> I remember that when you said she has an engagement party uh, just a little bit ago. I'm like, oh, is yeah. this the same yeah, one? No. <laughs> yes, it is the same one, unfortunately, but she did find a good guy. Daniel, I have a question for you. Um, yeah, I, you know, you train a number of different arts, uh, obviously a big focus on the Tai Chi and um, your development in, in that area, but also the Shin Yi and the Bagua and the other things that you've done and still do and are still interested in and passionate about. Is there something that ties those things together? Is there a common thread that you're really, that like that's the thing you're really after? And all these arts are potentially vehicles for that? Um, or is there something that kind of is consistent between them that is like, that that's why you've chosen those arts versus others? Um, I really like challenging and pushing myself. And uh, the arts that are specifically taught by Sifu Clear and that I've put a lot of time into can challenge you in a lot of different ways. Um, and they have a lot longer lasting benefits and effects. Uh, like I had spoken at the gathering, being able to take a lot of Tai Chi principles, whether it be the breathing and the posture and uh, the mindset getting into the now state, you can apply into any sort of uh, situation that you're in. And it's very empowering. It, it brings out your fullest potential in you know, uh, with your health and your focus and uh, the way you're able to handle different problems in different areas in life. Um, and you can even do it in creative ways, uh, you know, even with the different gin patterns and the different ways that those can apply outside of the martial realm. Uh, so being able to even take a lot of this sort of training and make it my own and apply it to time outside of my own training hours has been uh, fantastic. And that's what's kept me going uh, because I know that it's not just like, well, yeah, I learned how to kick really hard and when to turn my hip correctly when I'm throwing a round kick. So I'm just gonna keep doing that forever and see when that's gonna apply to outside life when someone pushes me the wrong way. Well, yeah, you can get that in other arts, but there's so much more to the Tai Chi and the Shin Yi and the Bagua, even just as far as mindset, avoiding the problem or keep moving or, you know, uh, being able to root and find yourself or being more in the moment and not thinking of what could happen or what did happen or anything like that. Cool. Yep. Yeah. 
movement, energy, mind, body, and spirit training. Yeah, trying to do a lot more of that, a lot more of the spirit part. <laughs> Yeah. So, what are the top three most memorable Tai Chi moments in your life at this point? Oh, uh, that can change from time to time as well. Uh, so, what I remember I, I had told you before, uh, number one is the story from my first push hands workshop with you. Uh, what is that? Being able to feel it, it, it wouldn't be a, necessarily a specific story. Um, being able to push with Ty and Paul Shansky a lot. He was also in our little group and being able to feel the energy and being able to know that there are specific schools like yours that have a specific curriculum, a dedicated training program that is open and that you don't have to pay, you know, $20,000 for or be a disciple for a decade before it's open. Being able to see that this is it's open to everyone and that everyone can learn and grow and that the teachers are dedicated and everyone's helping each other to grow with a great sense of com camaraderie. So just the whole environment of uh, Tai Chi internal arts done in clear Tai Chi is my first and best story. <laughs> Any others? Uh, story uh, any other like memorable moments along the way or um, you got that you had an epiphany at the ends level two yeah good yeah so story number two um when i had left that wudong mountain and was like hey i'm gonna go uh to the push hands level two workshop um matt right remember especially during those times i would be the first one outside the door in the morning waiting for the door to be unlocked art don would usually be there too hanging out with me. Um, I remember I was there one morning and it must have been uh, the fourth morning of that workshop. Uh, you just covered Wave for the first time and I bought the Wave DVD from you that, that same day. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is awesome. Um, and we were doing Pong and other things during that, uh, the day before. And I was walking back and forth in front of your school by, I guess, the roost place that's right next to you. And the wind started to blow. And I saw the way the wind was blowing in the, in the tree and the waves. And I was like, hey, that's gin in nature. And I didn't really at that point thought about it being in nature. I just thought, oh, this is just things that we're, we're doing ourselves while we're pushing each other and punching each other. <clears throat> and then I, I turned to that, uh, that black... Uh, gate area at that roost place and I kind of smacked it with my knuckles and I'm like hey this has like a natural heavy uh gin as well as a pung gin as well as a vibrating gin and that must be the principles of this metal and in between two of the bars there's a spider web blowing in the web blowing in the wind and I'm like hey this has a wavy bouncy quality as well as a sticky magnetic quality hmm look at all these different things in nature you can learn from as far as tai chi and uh, I was like, oh, this must be how all those masters uh, came up with all these different things back, uh, back in the day. And I'd heard you say the story of uh, like some salamander that you uh, were watching and learned from and uh, Uncle Bill learning from the monkeys. And I was like, hey, I'm, it just uh, had this epiphany of how much I could learn and how much more attention I should pay to these different things 
They can build my Tai Chi skill everywhere I go. Not bad for, you know, considering that's when I actually decided to actually start doing Tai Chi and not just Xing Yi. I'm like, hey, day three of Tai Chi, look at all this. Yeah. Uh, cool. My third, my third story would probably be um, when I really started to understand the depth of it all. I had done the, the Tai Chi level two testing with you a few days before. And you kept telling me to go softer, go softer. And uh, then during the Fogong workshop, feeling the energy with everybody, uh, I was working with Art Dom, I believe, during that workshop, uh, which was awesome. Him or Steve? Uh, yeah. Robert. And uh, well, Steve, Steve walked up uh, after Art was working on my shoulder. And he asked Steve to kind of double check on it. And Steve connected into it and he's like, yeah, your shoulder will be just fine if you make it go softer. And this conversation seemed to go in my head for a while. <laughs> but uh, in my mind, I was like, what do you mean go softer? I'm relaxing all the muscles. What does he want me to do? Relax the tendons? Oh, wait, I can do that. What if I relax the space between the joints? Okay, what if I relax the bone marrow? Okay, what if I relax you know, all these different things. And in my mind, I'm like, well, you can really go this far deeper. And all you all kept saying to me is go softer, go softer. And I didn't realize how many different levels to softer there were. I just thought it was, you relax your muscles. No, there's a whole lot more to it. And that was just focusing on my shoulders. So the next day when I flew back to China, uh, I had to go through three or four airports to get back there. Every airport I'm standing around waiting for my flight. And I'm like, okay, go softer, go softer with this, go softer with that, make the Dantian softer, make the Meridian softer, make everything softer. And it was, uh, that's when I really understood that Ting and everything else has so many different layers to it, so much more depth than I originally thought. You know, it's not, you're in the now state or you're not. Well, there's different levels of that too. Of that too. Uh, there's different level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you told me that. Uh, <laughs> cool. And one of the things we're working on as a teacher, and I know from working with you guys, all of you do too, is getting better and better and better about being able to articulate that in a way so that people can relate and and go, oh, I wasn't doing that part. You know, that that, that it is more than just relax, 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 relax. Because like, you know, at some point you're going, I think I am, but I, I get it that he keeps saying it, so there must be something more missing. Don't worry, I go through it too. Uh, yeah, when I'm with Uncle Bill. Lower. Well, softer. <laughs> Lower and softer. And I can do it to a level, and then it's like, now another level, now more. It's like, well, okay, so it doesn't mean with the parts I just did, because I can tell I'm towards the, towards the zenith on that part, so I got to explore around or feel or look at him, feel him, and go, what's he doing? Oh, he's, he's doing this part, and then keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, and yeah. <laughs> good fun yeah it is internal work internal work is hard work but different <laughs> it is and it's not just giving the students the answer it's helped lead them and guide them to having an understanding of the answer themselves and that's yeah. uh again why i like the way that you teach because it does that so that i have i'm not just doing it's not monkey say monkey do it's getting a such a an understanding of it that I can now share it with others and yep. have it 
where I can train myself at home as well. Yep, and transfer those abilities to other things. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Yep. <laughs> Any questions, anybody, for anything so far? Actually, I had a comment and then a, and then a question for him. I was going to ask it earlier, but I missed my moment. Um, the, uh, so like when you were describing the, uh, uh, you're at Wudong mountain, right. Which is kind of like considered what, like, uh, the center of the internal martial arts universe. Right. Isn't yeah. that right? If you look at the, the yeah. world view, right. Yeah. And if you ask anybody in the internal arts across the board on the planet, where's the place to go that that's the, that's the place. <laughs> That would definitely be, if it's not their top place, it's one of their top two or three. So, yeah. yeah. And so, so, okay. So you're at Wudong mountain, right? And you, you've seen the difference. Like you've, you've been to a seminar with Steve Clear, and you're sitting there on Wudong mountain. Right. And first of all, I, I want to say, cause it seems like a, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but my experience has been most people would have stayed at Wudong mountain even though it wasn't as effective because everyone said that that's the place to go. Yeah. Okay. So I just, first of all, I mean, it doesn't seem like a big thing, but that's a huge thing that you were able to go, Oh, I need to go here. And then I was curious, like what kind of process did you go through when you realized that the martial arts Mecca was in Maryville, Tennessee? <laughs> what was your, what, what, what went through your head? How did you process that to, to make the decision to, you know, switch? Um, it was a bitter transition because I paid a lot of money to be there and, uh, an assortment of other factors as well, uh, making sure I had the time to be there. And the process was, I went there with a certain level of expectation and they, they were not able to meet it in such in literally every single possible way. It was, you know, I would have expectations for them as far as push hands, as far as the healing work, um, as far as the meditative and esoteric spiritual side of it, um, as far as the martial skill, as far as feeling the energy, I had certain expectations on every level that was sort of supposed to be covered. And being able to look around and see that People don't have these skills. And as a matter of fact, the way it's being taught is in sometimes wrong, sometimes even harmful. Uh, I had one guy teaching something that was eventually the head Taoist priest actually came out and said, no, that's wrong. If you do that, you're going to hurt yourself. And I'm like, well, you've just had all the people here doing it for the last 10 minutes. Except wow. I was standing on the side watching because I'm like, yeah, you don't do that. Um, and that was, uh, you know, uh, like the monk temple swinging, you know, hitting your ribs and kidneys and getting the energy to flow and move there. Like we do, uh, with the internal iron body and they were swinging and hitting themselves in the arteries in their neck again and again, really hard. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yep. Um, <laughs> and that's what everyone there is doing. They're like, Hey, I want to come here to get healthy or train in my internal arts. And I, this person came from Greece. This person came from the UK. This person, 
you know, uh, there's a sick person there in China that wants to get more well. And I'm like, yeah, and everyone's hitting themselves in, in their neck. That's great. <laughs> That's kind uh, of amazing, actually. I've seen the training done that way. Well, yeah. So, um, so I was disappointed in just every way, largely because uh, Sifu Clear helped me to be able to see what? when people have things turned on or off. Um, yep. To a certain extent, I can feel it. Uh, one of the Kuntao guys, uh, who is a master level student under Arthur Sykes, I could feel he had internal energy here when I trained with him in Arizona. Um, even though he wouldn't teach it, he definitely had a lot of skills and qualities. When I was in China working with the Tongbei Chuan master, I could feel he had internal qualities, but after training in uh, the Shingi with Sifu Clear, I could feel, okay, he definitely has heavy, he definitely has shackled, he definitely has spring, he definitely has these three things going on, if not unbending and a couple other ones um, to a certain extent. And then when I went to Wudong, there was just nothing, absolutely nothing, except the head guy could root and do a couple other things and spread his yi out and had good team. None of the students there had it. So the transition was that there's nothing I was gonna get here unless I committed my whole life to being this guy's student, being like his disciple. And he does have a disciple here in, in I think in California, who is a lineage holder under him. I just don't know how skilled this person really is or is not because I haven't met them. Uh, so the transition was bitter because I, I went there with a certain expectation and I didn't get it. So I was very, for lack of a better word, grumpy as I was carrying my luggage down the mountain. <laughs> uh, did that answer your question, Mark? Yes, it did. You know, uh, but I have to tell you, really, that's most people would have stayed because that's what everybody would have told them that the Wudong Mountain, that's where you go. So they would have just stayed and stuck it out for 30 years and almost like a like a religious fervor kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So that's uh, that's good that you're able to, you know, process that and and make that decision, you know. Well, that most people there were older than me. And how old was I at that time? Uh, 20, 28, 29 years old. I'd learned by then that punching yourself in the neck is not the smart thing to do. And everyone there kept doing it. So I was like, yeah, I'm not, not staying. Not staying. You know, when you say it out loud, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, were, they had this faith to just do what the person in front of them was doing. And the guy who was teaching it was kind of a newer disciple and didn't know how to do it right, which is why the head guy eventually showed up and said, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. So at least he knew what to do, but he wasn't teaching either. It would be, uh, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> cool. So, well, I'm glad you found us. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. What is your two to five year goal regarding Tai Chi? Hmm. Well, I want to 
I, at this point, I very much trust your your curriculum and your step-by-step -step process. So I just want to continue through the curriculum the way you have it designed, because I trust that's going to get me to where I want to be, even if I can't see where that actually is. Um, and I throw in there, finish house meditation in that time, but I don't know if that's really up to me. <laughs> That'll be, it'll be, yeah, it'll just depend. Yeah, that takes the time it takes. Um, what are your longer term goals regarding Tai Chi? Uh, the biggest goal I have is to spread it to others because this has benefited me as far as my health, uh, previous injuries, uh, just mind state and dealing with the BS that you find in life. Um, knowing that these skills are, are easy to teach to people who are open to them. And as simple as they are, they're all very profound. And I want to continue spreading it to others because that'll just make each individual community and each individual person a better place. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. What about clear Tai Chi currently would you say is most appealing to you? Uh, feeling is the secret. You gotta feel the energy. Um, I, I would add on to that is that it has each, each component. Uh, clear Tai Chi, you are focusing on the Li and the Chi and the Yi and the Jin and the Ting and the Shin. And there's, it's not just uh, you're focusing on one aspect like, oh, you just play with the energy or, oh, you just work on your posture and, and the form. It has every different facet has uh, its own training process and curriculum and the way it, it all blends together yeah it is a process yep that's right cool uh we are working on the book that'll expound on that quite a bit it's a quite the chore but we're we're you know we're getting there the uh why is this the path for you to achieve your goals uh, uh again i want to say something different than what I originally gave to you. Um, okay. Why this is the path is because it's easy to gauge where you are and then how far you've come because it is a step-by-step -step process and it's easy to see, okay, before I could not feel this, but now I can feel this or before I could not do this and now I can do these other things. It's very easy to gauge where you are on this particular path. You may not be able to see how far you can go or how far the skills can go but it's easy to gauge where you were to where you are in yeah. whether it be in push hands with other people or in your own personal training and practice and this is also the path uh for me to achieve my goals because there are different ways to train even if i'm sitting at home by myself there's something i can do if i'm sitting in a movie theater there's something i can do to train there's always a way to to train and get better in one way or another. Cool. Yeah. Training stages and steps. And for whatever reason, when you were talking it too, it made what went through my head was management by objectives. <laughs> Even if it's self-management by objectives. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cool. 
well, that's that's what I had for. Go ahead. Let me get in another plug for Daniel because he's a great teacher. He's been a really, really wonderful part of our organization for several years now. Um, and, you know, a, a diligent student. And uh, as you've heard from some of the folks on the call, has some really unique and effective ways of communicating the material and sharing the material. Um, and he's in a great position to kind of take people where they're at. Uh, and so if you're in the Phoenix area, I've been looking for a good Tai Chi teacher, uh, phoenixinternalarts.com and, uh, and check out Daniel there. And then uh, if you're not, if you're not able to see Daniel in the Phoenix area as one of his students, you can still see him at the Tai Chi family gathering. Uh, hopefully, we'll, hopefully he'll be able to be back with us here in 2023 as well many of the regional organizers that are on these calls, um, myself, Cynthia Clear, um, and everybody else who's, who you can't see right now because they're not the ones talking. Um, we, uh, we had a great time last year. We're, we're gonna make it even bigger, even better next year. So come out, see Daniel, see all the rest of us um, and join in the fun. And uh, you can do that at taichigathering.com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Danny. That was awesome. Thank you. Anybody else got any other questions for him? I was just going to echo a little bit what Matt just said. Um, I think that Daniel really represents the system of Clear Tai Chi. He's, he's a really good ambassador for the system because I think, like many of us, found their way to the system because it, we share the values of you know open teaching and authentic uh, techniques and he's very knowledgeable, but more than just that, he's, he's super supportive and just really positive. And so as a teacher, he can take you, you know, in the direction you need to go. Thank you, Sheila. Yep. Remember phoenixinternalarts.com. If you're in the area, check him out. TaiChiGathering.com and, and he'll be teaching there and so will a bunch of the, most of the other folks here and including us and it'll be a good time. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Mm -hmm. Take care. Thanks, Daniel. Take care. All right.